altar call is when you call <laughs> everyone up to oh. save souls. And then, no, I guess you don't do that. Oh, yeah. away. No, it's over. It's over. It's over. I took my jacket off and I, I threw it at people and I yeah. saved them with it. <laughs> he started dancing and talking in tongues. People were fainting. <laughs> Welcome to the most homicidal, suicidal, genocidal professional wrestling show in the world. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. We've taken a few weeks off. We're, we're, we're getting our mojo back slowly. We're, uh, we're a tri-weekly podcast. We're a tri-weekly podcast. That means we try to get together Whenever we can, and our schedules align. If you want weekly content, you have to join our Patreon. Yeah, if you want, if you want <laughs> weekly content. Oh, uh, you, you listen to another podcast. Apparently, <laughs> you, you listen to one of those Conrad Thompson podcasts, and they come out multiple times a week, ad free shows or whatever. But if you want tri weekly, the best damn tri weekly. You listen to Two Dollar Sega Pro Wrestling podcast. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike, indubitably, Cookie. I'm back. What you? We're back. We, we're back. back. We're but back, like, Cookie. But the, like the the Cookie fans maybe didn't know if I was back or not. So. That one guy that left us the five star <laughs> review that wanted to sleep with you. Yeah, uh, uh, sure. That yeah, that person. Um, yeah, and, and then we've got Tolbert sitting beside me. Whoop, whoop, and in studio. In studio, wearing the George South T-shirt. Yeah, I went to I went to Bojangles this morning. I, I think if you wear a George South you shirt, have to. they should give you free Bojangles. Did you get sweet tea? I got unsweet tea. Whoa. Cookie, or uh, Tolbert, uh, I'm looking at you. I usually get the half and half. Uh, Tolbert, you, you, you got to get a, a Bojangles sweet tea with that chicken biscuit. And then you got to talk about your grandbabies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an unsweet tea type of guy. You're the so worst George South <laughs> impersonator of all time. I did get me a biscuit. <laughs> Folks, uh, let's start off with Cookie. Cookie, you uh, you laid hands on people, not, not in a fighting way, but in a oh. spiritual way. You got to do your first wedding. Yes. How did yes, it go? Is. Yeah. Um, First off, nervous as hell. I walked in. Did uh, you did throw room. up and pass out? Like he, he the, the preacher just fainted. Listen, the wedding advisor told us multiple times, do not lock your knees, right? Yeah, don't. I almost do passed out at my brother's wedding. I, brother, I was standing up front. I'm the first one that goes out as the officiant. And I locked my knees as soon as I got up there. And I was just like, oh my God, stop, stop doing that. And then once everyone was there, my legs started shaking. It was just like one thing after another, man. I was just like, the nerves were there. The nerves were 100% there. But it was fun. Like, I I, I crushed it, to say the least. What? Uh, did, <laughs> did you start with a Webster's Dictionary? <laughs> Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> oh, he pulled uh, it off his. This, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I looked up the, uh, the Webster's Dictionary, and I looked up the definition of what a marriage is. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I did not do that, fool. No, of course not, man. It's the joining <laughs> of two medals. <laughs> I uh, I did what every person does. Uh, I talked to Bobby, and I had him write down everything that he wanted me to say, and then I said it. 
that's what they do is that uh, because I'm, you know, I'm thinking of a wedding myself and, and trying to figure out how, how to do that. that that's like the, the hardest part. I, for one, cannot wait to watch Aaron Varnum squirm while he tries to plan a wedding. <laughs> oh, oh, are you kidding me? I've, I've been already oh, squirming for the last, scary. like, month. We've been planning it and figuring things out. It was, uh, honestly, Aaron, like, it was, you're going to be so overwhelmed when it comes to. I, I already am. I know. Well, I know. Like, watching Bobby go from left to right to up to down to, like, going around the building, like, it was. And, and Bobby has his shit together. <laughs> Exactly. In, in Aaron's uh, groomsman chat basically said, I'll update you as Jasmine tells me what's going on. Smart man. Uh, it is. Is, is well, that not? That's honestly is kind of what you do. You, you put your input in where it's needed and then it's asked for. <laughs> I give her money when exactly. she asks for it. I'm like, it, it's not a, a hard it's thing. It's really not that bad. Aaron, let me tell you something. Just make sure your groomsmen all get their suits at the same place. We had two people. Yeah who had to get their suits at the last minute. The suit was recalled. It was. Like, <laughs> it had a recall? They had I, a I recall. thought we were, uh, I thought we were cosplaying wrestling gear. Like our no, favorite. we are not. <laughs> we, we are not cosplaying wrestling gear. Even I wanted to be showing up as RVD. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be uh, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson. I, I will tell you, when, since you guys are all part of the, the, the wedding party, um, figuring out who walks who down the aisle, right? It mm-hmm. is a part of my party as a part of going down Jasmine's party, right? And it is a multi multicultural event, right? So we were like trying to figure out who walks who. So we didn't want black on black. So we did not have Cookie go out with the uh, Jasmine's uh, African-American uh, uh, mate. Or not made. <laughs> what? What are they called? Yeah, black maids. What are they called? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. I was right. I was right. So stop. So her black maid. No. So we we had we we kind of thought this out. So Cookie goes down with this other girl. Tolbert walks down with Jasmine's sister, who is a big pothead. So both of them are going to be able. <laughs> we we kind of figured well, this out. Yeah. And then Mike walks out with the shortest bridesmaid. Oh, that's funny. That, that's funny. I am glad I do know the layout of your parents' land a little bit. So, <laughs> See, you know, that, that you paired me up with her. I already got the skinny on the good smoke spots in your parents' backyard. My dad's going to be like, what? What smells out here? <laughs> is there a skunk? He's <laughs> like, Howard, I found a skunk. He is over there by the pond. Don't you worry. I took care of him. <laughs> Yeah, we. I mean, like, you know, the wedding stuff, wedding, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I think that we're going to be fine. It, you know, eventually it's going to take, you know, as we get closer, as we inch closer to the finish line, I'm going to get more and more anxious about it. I looked at the, uh, you know, the, the tent alone, tent rentals are obscene. $2,000 for a tent rental. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I used to run like do that business, man. I, I lived that. Why did you get out of it? Like that's the business to be in. Because it's a lot of physical labor, and you're dealing with logistics and hothead college kids to get all your shit together. Man, like 
once people figured out that they can make a dime off of a wedding, they're like, oh, dude, we're going for it. No, dude. I mean, what, what size tent are you get? You getting a 20 by 40? 40 it's by 60? large. Uh, I don't know. I, I've got it written down I, somewhere. 20 by 60. Yeah. That, I mean, the tent rental alone for a weekend, there's probably, yeah. Yeah. 13, $1,400 just for the tent. Yeah. And, and then the tables and chairs and ladders. Ladders. Yeah. yeah. Ladders. Yeah. So oh. at, at some point, I would imagine someone is going to elbow drop a plastic table, uh, Darren Varn. You're making it sound like <laughs> I'll do it. Are we going off the roof? Yeah, we're going. I am renting these plastic tables. I would like to give them the correct amount back and, and get my security you're, deposit. You're probably getting wood banquet tables. He's getting the he, Japanese. He Howard, Howard is building all the tables. It's a permanent uh, yeah. wedding venue after this. Your tables are going to look much like the tables that were in some of our matches. Correct. The Japanese ones. I'm not doing that. Conference. Never mind. I reset. Uh, Cookie, any other things at the wedding? Did what? How was the the wedding uh, after party and all that stuff? Oh man, the re- um, I would say the reception was cool. You know, typical songs that you would hear at a younger, I guess, wedding. I don't know what you would call it, like cha cha slide. You know, all that good stuff. The electric slide. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, actually, I have a fun story. One of the bridesmaids got kicked out, boys. Of the boys. wedding? One of the bridesmaids got kicked out, and you wouldn't believe what happened, man. Listen. What? <laughs> if this sounds like a, a clickbait story, oh, and you I'm wouldn't believe that. what happened. <laughs> I, I wish it was a clickbait story, but sadly, let's just start off with this. The dresses were a little low cut. Let's just say that, right? They were a little low cut for, for her. Well, she got drunk off Prosecco throughout <laughs> the day. We started at 10. The reception wasn't until about like four or five o'clock. So she's drinking throughout the entire day. She said, you know what? I'm going to attempt the worm right now while uh, Vic's Get Silly plays in the background. She starts to do the worm. She gets about halfway through it. She says, fuck, I'm tired. Starfish is on the ground. Titty out. (laughs) On the dance floor. Titty out on the dance floor. Just looking up. (laughs) <laughs> and Bob's mom says, no, nah, we got to get her out of here. We got to get her the fuck out of here. Starfish, Starfish oh. is on the dance floor with her titty out, brother. <laughs> and, and three and three bridesmaids had to escort her out. Like, nope, this time. Was she crying? Did she, did she cause a scene? She did cause a scene. I hope the photographer <laughs> got that. <laughs> They're supposed to capture every moment. You pay good money for that. Director's cut of the video. Oh my God! Yeah, there's an unrated version of Bobby's way. <laughs> uh, episode one forty three, titty out of uh, two dollars take a pro wrestling yeah. podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of things actually that happened at that wedding. Uh, I ripped my pants, as y'all saw. Yes, Cookie. How, how did you rip them? What was that pre or post uh, wedding ceremony? Was it? Were you dancing? No, it was. Thank God, it was during the reception. Uh, there's a photo booth. I tried to take a knee, take a picture with everybody. And my pants just said, ripped all, rip all the way from ass to the elbow. I'm true. So, yeah, I, I hope uh, I hope my tailor can fix that. You have a tailor. Yeah, I got a tailor in town now. My guy. <laughs> Is he an elf? He's an old. He's a, he's a very tiny Italian man. Uh, he's an elf. He's a, he is an elf. He is an elf. But he's, he's cool as hell, though, man. He gave me my uh, little reverend thing for free. You know what I'm talking about? The little reference. Yeah, it's yeah, just a piece of white oh, paper. Oh man, you made it official, Cook. Oh yeah, hundred percent, brother. Aaron, <laughs> listen. 
This is. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, are your parents proud that that you're now a reverend? Yeah, this is awesome, man. I have my own officiants card and everything. It's got my name on it. Aaron, are you going awesome. to like park in the reverend parking? <laughs> <laughs> the hospital? I the hospital. No, you don't. You don't see my card. I'm, I'm an officiant. I can park here. <laughs> Cookie, uh, what 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 denomination does it say you are part of? Universal Life Church. <laughs> I'm, I'm universal, baby. <laughs> I have no denomination. It's like, what denomination do you need me to be? Exactly. <laughs> it's universal. He's even got a little yarmulke. Yeah, yarmulke yeah, or kippur. kippur. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've had a taste of the business now. Boys, I might, I might jump a part of the business. I, I might I might get into the business of officiating. I'm not going to you. He's calling it the business. Like, he's... <laughs> He's been a part of it for years. Uh, Cookie, all right. I'm selling Any, gimmicks now, boys. <laughs> Reverend Cookie. Anything else, Cookie? Uh, no, just that that's going to be my Halloween costume. So if y'all have any good ideas, let me know of like how I can make this an even better Halloween costume. You could be the, the priest from The Exorcist or something. Ooh, okay. I was thinking about like, carrying around a water gun with like holy water. Just like spraying people with it. Save some souls. Save some souls. Saki in that. Ooh. <laughs> This isn't a, this isn't a Miyabi's. Ah, <laughs> uh, Big Mike, what, what, what you been up to? Man, I had a birthday. Tolbert, uh, Chef Tolbert came out of the woodwork and fired up some steaks. What, what was that? A pickled shrimp salad? Uh, yeah, dude, did it I up. Had a nice, nice little birthday cookout. Upgraded the shed slash work from home station. Bought myself an air conditioner. It's actually cutting the the humidity down in the shed pretty nice. Um, I'm going to Vegas this week. Excited about that. And we'll then, uh, Mike again. Yeah. RIP Mike. You barely I, uh, survived the first time. In the arms actually, of an angel. I became a member of, uh, the high society. I, uh, I'm better than you guys. I joined a golf club. Oh, I wait like a country high, club. High I, I'm, I'm too poor for a country club. It's just strictly golf. There is no pool or, or tennis courts associated with it, but yeah. What, where at Leland Magnolia greens. There's not a go- there's not a, a pool. No, they have an HOA, but I can't get back because I don't live in the gotcha. In the but I, I, I golfed four times last week. Walked over twenty miles. Feel pretty good. And is I'm better it? than everybody because I'm is, rich. Is that all you're gonna tell me? <laughs> uh, no, that's it. I mean, I took my kids to a baseball game. That was pretty cool. Oh, last you go to a Sharks game? Yeah, it lasted three and a half innings. Um, Lightning out. What? What? Why only three and a half innings? Oh, because they were just becoming terrorists because it was like past their bedtime. Oh, Shame gotcha. Uh, in, first pitch wasn't until like 7-10. Gotcha. Other than uh, that, Tolbert. Yo. What have you been up to? Man, chilling, cooking, cooking for Mike's birthday dinner. It's, there's so much has happened since we yeah, last recorded. Three, so three weeks. Three weeks. It's been busy. Summertime already feels like it's flying by. But uh, last weekend, we went on a big group camp out to Jordan Lake. It's outside of Apex, outside of Raleigh, in the middle of nowhere. But we went on a memorial camp out for our dear friend, Justin. It was his birthday. Uh, So we all got together. We got three campsites right next to each other, right on the lake. Uh, So it was his family, friends, kids, uh, the the whole crew. At one point, there was probably, I don't know, 15, 20 of us out there. Wow. yeah, so we had a little tent city going on. We, we cooked up some dinner, went fishing. You know, it was right on the lake, so we had a little beach type deal. But it was beautiful out there. So did a little road trip. Um, you know, just put on some tunes, ate some gummies, and drove down to the <laughs> lake and camped out. It was great. 
Um, but we're definitely going to make it a yearly thing in honor of his birthday. So definitely a huge wrestling fan. And um, a lot of the people there were. So uh, we're planning on going to as many shows as we possibly can and camping out in his honor every year. So it was good stuff. I was thinking, was it a year ago that we went to go AEW? It was about a yeah, year it was ago. About a year ago, we all went to AEW. That's, That's the last right. time I talked to him. Yeah, I mean, that was the last time was we saw after the, I mean, Yeah, uh, after that AEW show in Charlotte, we watched Chris Jericho take light tubes to the head. <laughs> it was it was awesome. But wow. uh, but yeah, besides that, just working. Like I said, uh, the tourists are here. Um, summertime is upon us. Yeah, you gotta. So every week, you gotta give us at least one terrible Man. tourist story. They're all, you know, you have your good ones in there, but just just dealing with people in general that aren't used to going out of their uh, small hometowns more than once a year, uh, just getting wasted. Uh, well, would you say that hammered. these people are itty bitty? Itty bitty. It's, it's all right <laughs> that they live itty bitty. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what I don't, I forget the rest of the lyrics to that country it's song. All right, Dirk Bentley did play downtown the other night. Did he play that song too? I don't, I don't know, but he's Alan Jackson artist. originally did that song. Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, Roger Miller. I don't know. It's, it's a all right. It's a banger, though. Yeah, it's a badass <laughs> song. Travis is at home right now singing it. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, we've had a lot of concerts. Oh, I did go and see Tame Impala. Yes, how Last was that? Week. You said that you wild. saw a lot of people get a wild dude go out of um, their minds. Yeah, so I'm trying to go to as many concerts as I possibly can because COVID made me realize how much I miss yeah. live music. So, man, I, I've been buying tickets to everything, but um, super excited about the show sold out at the Live Oak Pavilion. So there was probably 8000 people there. Wow. Uh, just packed in. We were with Travis. Wow. Uh, and his uh, <laughs> wonderful wife. And we we hung out and drank some drinks and. They did a crazy light show, man. It, it was insane, like super, super loud. So they're kind of um, like the modern day Pink Floyd. That's what I equated it to. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, a little more hip, a little more electronic. Yeah, I mean, you just you but, just kind of uh, have that show, though. It's like a, It's a kind of light show. If you're not on psychedelics, it's still all trippy. And if you are um, like I was, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a fun experience. Yes. Did, did you? Uh, did you see any freakouts and stuff like that? You uh, said saw that. some overdoses for sure, which is wild to see. And we pulled up to this concert and it's like, yo, how old are these kids? I feel old as hell. Uh, we saw one girl just like limp, get carried out. A few Does she have a titty carried out? out. No, uh, yeah. but I was like, honestly worried for her health <laughs> and safety. Um, but what? yeah, so we, we saw some kids overindulge in the substances. Some couldn't handle it, I guess. But uh, overall, it was a fun night. As, as the old, and now you're the old head. Like, you're like, yes, you're like, yeah, you're the one don't that's fuck, the responsible. Yeah, one. don't fuck with powders. If it grows in the ground, have a good time. There's got to be like a rhyme for that. If it there, grows yeah, in the ground, yeah. <laughs> go to town. pass it around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Yes, I enjoyed some fine mushroom chocolates from the great state of Colorado. <laughs> Cookie, are you sending them to Tolbert? So I, uh, I actually, I went to Durham last weekend. We we got to go on a little uh, vacation, uh, and it's it, it was nice, man. We got to go to a Durham Bulls game. We we got to kind of see the sights and sounds of Durham. Durham's got a really great park, Eno River State Park. Beautiful uh, area. Beautiful. Loved loved it up there. Durham is a cool place, man. I love it. Whenever I go up to Durham, I was, I would think I was talking to you cookie that like, it was, it's such a cool area and 
man, we went to a food truck rodeo. I had a Kenyan street taco. How wild? Like I've never had Kenyan food in my life. And I'm like, they have this tacos is incredible. In Kenya? Apparently they do street tacos. Uh, but we got to to see, you know, friends and, and enjoy ourselves. This week, I got into an argument with uh, my, my fiance, and she told me to bring this up on the podcast, right? She took a bath. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to bring this up. Now. <laughs> she, she took a bath this week, and she also got her, her time of the month, right? And I was like, babe, how does the blood not get all in the tub? <laughs> like, I th- assumed... That it was going to look like the scene from Jaws. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, like the whole tub was going to be just covered in blood. And, and she said that I was dumb for thinking about that. Yeah. That's kind but of like, dumb. but like, no, like how, how is that a not, do you guys have never thought once that you're like, all right, the tub is going to be covered no. in blood. Uh, you're a fucking idiot. I've go ahead, Mike. Mike, give him an anatomy lesson. I'm not, I'm go not going into it. You're a fucking idiot. No, but like if it comes <laughs> out, like, yeah. if it comes out like normally, yeah. not like it's a gunshot wound. <laughs> it's like a guar concert. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And she's like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it on the mood of scale? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, okay. I just, she told me to bring it up. She told me to get a survey from my friends, like how dumb well, that's. We all agree you're dumb, yeah. but as you cohabitate with a female longer, you'll understand these. things. I've cohabitated before multiple times. Have you asked this question to other people? No, because I just assume it. Well, you live <laughs> you in a world where we blood. Like, what are you doing? You saw the blood. <laughs> Here's my transition. Speaking of blood. <laughs> We have got one of the most homicidal, oh my uh, bloody men in professional wrestling. Sabu. I bet Sabu thinks the same way Varnum does as well. He probably. Oh, really he does. does. Yeah, he's a cro magnet. <laughs> like, like, you know, like Sabu is one of the very last, uh, you know, Cape Neanderthals that 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 are around. This week on Two Dollar Stake, a pro wrestling podcast, we are talking about the one, the only Sabu. Uh, one of Tolbert's very favorite, one of the guys that got me like, I, I have phases of, of watching professional wrestling. You know, as a kid, you're like the traditional Mark I'm watching WCW, very traditional professional wrestling, throwing in like a smattering of WWF at the time, very traditional, you know, one-on-one ma- matchups, uh, working matchups. And then I remember I saw my first ECW show. And um, it blew my mind that this guy was such an insane professional wrestler. And I was like, this is this is the most incredible thing in the world. You know, he his demographic is like kids and stoners like watch this. And they're like, holy crap, this is like such a different and, and unique way of, of wrestling. So. We get to watch three of his matchups this week. A little mid uh, mid to late career Sabu this week. So we, we're going to have some fun talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Sabu. Let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for our first matchup of the evening, Big Mike, you have got Sabu against 
Mankind? That is correct. So we have got Sabu vs. Mankind, September 11th, 1997. A day to remember. A day to remember. Um, This is coming at you from the Tri-State Fairgrounds of Amarillo, Texas. Oh, man. Amarillo. Who else is from Amarillo? Why does that sound familiar? That's because this is Terry Funk's WrestleFest. All right. And you mean the time? Wait, wait, wait. What? What is this? Uh, his WrestleFest. Wrestle. This is the the first time Terry Funk retired. So I think this is actually the second time so he, he retired thinking, before this. If you're thinking back, you're like, man, why does that sound familiar? Um, it's because this is the famous pay per view of your boots. Your yes. Boots. Your boot. Also, the famous pay per view that that we got to see. Maybe uh, the top five greatest matches, uh, RVD against Dory Funk. So, so, honestly, this is very interesting if you think about it just in the scope of wrestling history. One, I just thought it was interesting. This video, this pay-per-view, whatever it was, didn't get released on DVD or VHS till 2002. Yes. So, five years later. Um, this has to be like the last time that WWE, ECW, WCW wrestlers did any kind of co-work on indie circuit. And, and that's you, you, you bring up a good point because I think they allowed William Regal maybe once afterwards for the Brian Pillman Memorial Show. And I got to right. look that up. Brian Pillman, it, it may have the, the Brian Pillman Memorial may have been in 1998. And yeah, this this has to been like. This is 97, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, you know, maybe Vince was just okay with it because, one, it wasn't going to be documented, or, two, it's Terry Funk and he respected him. But I doubt that he was – I mean, Vince probably doesn't respect a lot of people. But um, it's just kind of interesting because Sabu and Mankind, they talk about it on commentary. They've wrestled many times, but Sabu's never faced Mankind. He's only ever faced Cactus Jack. We get a full rundown of – who mankind is. Um, they go into graphic details talking about his ear, his missing teeth, the faces of Foley, everything. Um, There's actually pretty good comprehensive history, which was kind of nice. Um, so match starts off. I mean, Sabu comes in and, and yeah, I don't know. I don't have the affinity for Sabu that you two have. Um, mostly because I've only ever seen him just, work really shitty matches <laughs> well yeah um but i mean we, we get our classic back and forth i don't really know who the the face who the heel is i would assume the face is mankind and the heel is sabu i so i he's well he's working with bill alfonso who's a dirty rat bastard <laughs> yeah i would think that, that that's probably the, the right <laughs> decision um, so, so, you know, we get the classic back and forth to start. Mankind makes the smart move, rolls out of the rings, only for Sabu to hit a slingshot somersault plancha right onto Mankind. We think Mankind may have broke his leg. Um, they, they, they talk about it on commentary. He's just laying there, writhing in pain. Um, Sabu gets back in the ring, looks like he's about to hit a tope. And this was really interesting. <clears throat> Medical professional comes in and just gets in the way. Said, no, hold on, hold on. We got we to gotta check this guy out. Meanwhile... Nobody's checking mankind out because the only medical professional appears was stopping Sabu. Um, anyway, mankind apparently is fine. Gets back in the ring only for Sabu to do a soccer sliding drop kick and just take his legs. That was sick. It's like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's how people tear fucking MCLs, PCLs, yeah. all that sort of shit. Um, Sabu's clearly got the upper hand on mankind at this point. 
Um, dirty, like I said, dirty rat bastard Bill Alfonso slides a chair into the ring, which apparently is okay. Chairs are allowed. Um, found that out because he Sabu then takes mankind's face and smashes it into the the chair. Um, and then in classic Sabu fashion, he gets mankind in the corner, sets the chair up to give him something to launch from, and then proceeds to do a, a bunch of like flying knees and kicks into mankind's face. Mick Foley, God bless this man. Did you did you guys see the? the he kind of called Kane out too because Kane's an insensitive asshole. Yes. About yeah, people. yeah, about the guns. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm sorry, our per capita child murder rate is smaller than other countries. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Kane. Anyway, um, but he goes to the well one too many times. Man, kind of hits this massive European uppercut while Sabu's flying in the air. It's really great. Um, get some good back and forth again, get a classic nut shot. <laughs> when they're in the, the corner post and Sabu's up there, he looks like he's about to try to hit like a hurricane run on mankind and mankind's like, no, get out of here, man. And then the Sabu just lands right on his nuts. That has to hurt. Like, yeah. It we, cannot. Uh, yeah. There, there's like, no way that it can, cannot. Even if you're wearing a jock strap and tucking, it's tucked up. Like you're still going to, you're still going to tap them. Like, and, and we know all his men, sometimes the taps are worse than the hits. Oh, very much so. Very much. Yep. <clears throat> um, Eventually, Mankind gets placed on a table. Uh, and you're like, oh, shit, man. He's going through the table. And then, again, he sneakily gets up behind Sabu's back. Sabu doesn't see him. Mankind gets a shot in, throws him in the ring. And then that dirty rat bastard, Bill Alfonso, gets in, the, gets in the, <laughs> Mankind's waist, interferes with him just enough for Sabu to hit a crossbody into Mankind through the table. Again, Cactus or, uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, man, is just selling his ass off because – I don't again. I don't think Sabu's working that great. He's not. He's not like the young bucks or any of them flippy floppy guys that Cookie likes um, flying through the air. He's he's kind of like a, a meat mountain trying to do these sorts of things. Yeah. So he, he's very innovative with his offense, right? And and very similar to a lot of the guys. But there's just something about it that's just unpolished and makes it a little like more I, believable than like the young to, bucks. I hate to say this. But it, his, some of his kicks reminded me a lot about that shitty dinosaur on AEW. Oh, God. It was mm. kind of slow. There's like <laughs> slow <laughs> methodical. Yes. Yes. Shitty dinosaur. I, I liked him for a little bit, but he's just like, it's gone stale. Um, Mankind, being the consummate professional that he is, gets set up um, in the middle of the ring. Or maybe not the middle, but close to it. And uh, Sabu hits this moonsault, great moonsault, kind of lands on Mankind's thighs. And then you get this really close-up of him just rolling around the ring going, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, God, which I thought was great because I think that was serious because I think, again, I think he took it <laughs> to the nuts. Um, and then here we go. We're, get, we're getting to where we need to be. Mankind powers up almost like Hulk Hogan, just like, you know, rising from the ashes. Knees Sabu in the face. Starts pulling his own hair out like Cactus Jack. One, that has to hurt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he pulls his own hair out. Uh, they're calling back to Cactus Jack. Mankind hits him with the underarm DDT, which is Cactus Jack's finisher. Almost like a death rider. Close. It's close. He doesn't get him in the air. It looked more like a traditional Jake the Snake DDT versus the death rider where Moxa gets him pretty vertical. Um all right, so you just hit the cactus jack finisher. Doesn't go for the pin. Instead, what's he do? 
we get the mandible claw making an appearance. Claw is Sabu. And then that dirty rat bastard Bill Alfonso comes in, tries to stop him. Claws Alfonso. And then the referee's trying to do something too, so he claws him too. And we got three mandible claws going on. Mankind's only got two hands. Figure that one out. Um, Mankind wins by DQ because that dirty rat bastard Bill Alfonso interfered. And yeah, uh, the, the logic the was a little. Uh, the, I liked it. I honestly liked it. Um, I didn't understand the rules of the match, like why a chair was allowed. But yeah, so it, it was co like the show was co put on by ECW. Well, ECW what? produced it like they produced the whole Correct. Thing. So Joey Styles, who was on commentary, was trying to be like, oh, or ECW rules. And then and then no, later not, on, he's like, we're not ECW it's rules. not ECW rules, but it was something which actually that that makes more sense. It was produced by ECW. So when <laughs> WWE bought them, that's probably why they were able to put it on DVD. Right. Anyway, um, so how long did it take Mankind to beat Sabu? Nine minutes and six seconds, and then they proceed to continue to fight throughout the fairgrounds into the back. Great little match. I will watch pretty much anything Mick Foley does at this point. Yeah, it, it, he, he his psychology is superb. His psychology is great. He's a bumping machine, and his characters are just so awesome. Like He looked really good shape uh, for this. Well, He's shaped like a potato, but for him, for wild. him, you know, <laughs> he's got the flattest ass. <laughs> looks like he took his shit in his pants. He's <laughs> lumpy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love mankind, man. I love Mick Foley. I love that you're able to sneak this one in there. Um, even though we've been trying to get away from the Mick Foley stuff for years now. Well, I, you know, when I was like looking at the matches this week, I don't want the traditional RVD versus Sabu or, or, you know, Raven versus Sabu. I wanted to kind of find stuff that I had never seen. And then therefore we would, you know, give us an out for next in three weeks. <laughs> but again, but again, this, uh, the history of this pay-per-view is just so awesome. I mean, it was featured in behind the mat or behind. Yeah. Behind the mat, right. Beyond the mat, beyond the mat. Uh, well, Bret Hart wrestled, Shawn Michaels wrestled, RVD wrestled, Dory Funk wrestled, Terry Funk wrestled, Terry Funk wrestled Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like those are like the fucking the names in wrestling besides like The Rock and Undertaker from the '90s and '80s. Like that's great. I do. One day we do have to do that Bret Hart Terry Funk match. Or like we have to because I mean that it, everybody loves that matchup and it's two of the greatest of all time. You know, a technical wrestler and whatever you call Terry Funk. I would argue the two greatest of all time. Oh, I, I, I that, that's a great argument. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, we, we occasionally post on social media still. Check us out at number two dollar stake underscore on Instagram and Twitter. All right, for the strong style cookie. Bye, cookie. Bye, Cookie. <laughs> All right, Cookie's back. Oh, uh, Cookie. Jesus. Cookie, this is not a TV show. Jesus, this is, man, this so is a podcast. Cookie turned <laughs> off his camera, turned it back on, and did the Sabu pointing up. So there you go. I... <laughs> Good thought behind it, Cookie, but I don't know if 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 anybody. Nobody's ever going to see this video. I don't think you got the assignment, Cookie. <laughs>
Cookie got the assignment. <laughs> we're, we're an audio-based media content uh, to the, storytelling. We Cookie. also we're, we we know your match because we had to watch it with you because <laughs> you rolled out of bed and hadn't watched your match yet. I'm good whenever. I'm fine whenever. <laughs> Classic Aaron has to wake him up. Yeah. Cookie, Damn. you have got Sabu against Ken Shamrock. Yes, I do. Uh, I got the once again the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal Sabu uh, going up against the most dangerous man at one point, Ken Shamrock. Aaron, I, wait, would he still have that? I don't think he still has that title, right? No, surely he does not. But I mean, if Ronda still has the most dangerous woman title, then wait, surely talking, he's about, talking about right now. Ken Shamrock got his ass beat by Tito Ortiz like three times. Like, no way. That's true. I would also say Kim was out of his prime, but that's just me. That's just me. Did he lose to Kimbo Slice? I don't know if he fought Kimbo Slice. I don't think he definitely fought Kimbo Slice. Yeah, but he didn't win anything of merit. I don't know. I remember, I I think I mentioned this before. This is the only UFC pay-per-view me and my friend saved up a bunch of money for. And Ken Shamrock got beaten like 36 seconds. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like the the setting, you know, if Kim Shamrock were here, right here, right now. Yeah, I wouldn't say that to his dangerous face. man. But <laughs> in, in the UFC setting, maybe not. Like if we're at the park with Kim Shamrock. Yeah, the most dangerous man. The most dangerous man. It's the most dangerous man, dot, 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 here. <laughs> well, I don't know, man, because if Ken Shamrock was sitting right beside, I don't know, someone like Chuck Liddell. Who would you say is like the most dangerous man? What about like Steve Blackman? Well, like, human Chuck, weapon. Chuck Liddell's got a glass jaw at this point, man. Didn't he get knocked out? In like I'm telling Chuck, you said that. Fight? You think you can take him, Mike? You think you can no, take Chuck no. Liddell? G- give me a fucking Glock. Yeah, I can take him. I'm not going to fucking take him. <laughs> Shoot fuck. him. Shoot him. <laughs> oh, that's I, all right. Pull an Arn Anderson on him. Because <laughs> I'm Arn Anderson. God damn. All right. <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and get to the countdown. That's my introduction for Sabu versus Ken Shamrock. <laughs> okay, cookies, top four. Number one. Uh, number one, we didn't get any flippy shit until about seven minutes in, boys. Uh, we get a springboard wheel kick from Sabu, and we get uh, Ken Shamrock's closest thing to anything closely related to flippy was a baseball slide. But that baseball slide, he took off Sabu's dome when he kicked, it, kicked the ladder right into his head. Pretty much, boys. Um, also, I forgot to mention that this is early TNA. This is 2004 TNA. 2002, we, we, we later found out. Oh, yes, yeah. This is an interesting period. Uh, so WWE had, had already bought out WCW pretty soon uh, before this, previously before. And TNA, this upstart from Nashville, uh, Tennessee, started a promotion with a bunch of the guys that WWE didn't want. And then also some of the guys that had left WWE and then some up and coming guys, you'll see people like CM Punk make appearances in these early days of TNA, uh, TNA, their business model was interesting because it was a weekly show, but it was a weekly pay-per-view show, which means every week, if you wanted to watch their show, you'd have to pay like, I think it was something like $10, $15 a pop, which I guess makes sense in a way. But then again, it's like you have to have some big star power to have people watch this stuff weekly, you know? I just, I don't know. I feel like in 2002, weren't we in a recession in 2002 or something? No, like that? we, we were. <laughs> that started in 2008. Oh, never mind. Then. Just kidding. 
I was a child at that point. I didn't understand money. I was just like, $10, that sounds like a lot of money. Anyway, uh, total nonstop action. Uh, boys, there were girls in cages for total nonstop action. Yeah, you know, it's 2002. Like, it, it's, uh, it, it's a different time. This was, this was peak me in high school. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was 2002 to I graduated oh three. I graduated oh four, but like 2002, I'm trying to think like what I was doing oh, with man. my life. I'm riding around in my Honda. Okay. I got my Eagle Scout that year. Ooh. Aaron, let's be, honest. You were flipping through Cinemax. let's be honest here. What'd you say, Cookie? You were flipping through Cinemax. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, at that point I had already, we, we have the internet at that point. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Um, Anyway, let's go ahead to uh, number four. Number one. Two. Fool. Number two. Jesus Christ, Aaron. We take three weeks off and you can't get the countdown. Right? I, <laughs> number two. <laughs> All right. Um, like one of my friends on this podcast would say, why would you trust a chair to jump off of, let alone do a flip? Mike, um, would you trust a folding chair, especially one that's in total nonstop action? Uh, to jump off of and to do a flip. Every time I see that move, I'm waiting for it to slide out from underneath somebody. Honestly, uh, Sabu made a name for himself using a chair to jump off of. And I don't, Aaron, has he slipped off of one yet? I don't know if he has or not. Thousands of them. Many of them. Botched that a couple times. (laughs) I've seen him botch that like many, many. I mean, he probably botches it. I've seen him botch it where he has to jump like, adjust and jump and try to balance on the top rope as well. It ends up just doing a, a very sketchy dive. And I'll, I'll tell you cookie, uh, the WWE run that he had right. But like the, the WWE CW run, he had a bunch of those. And it was like, every time I'd watch Sabu, I'd be like, Ooh, Sabu. Ooh, Sabu. Apparently his tryout for WWE, he sets up the chair and starts to do it. And they're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> wait, 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 Sabu. This is a regular match. No chairs. Fuck it. Chair. No, um, my thing. I jump off the chair. <laughs> I just imagine he talks like that. I imagine he's Italian. What do you mean? This is my chair. Italian. <laughs> his name is Sabu. Yeah, but his his real name's not. Isn't his real name like Terry? No, his real name is. Uh, it's even better. Like you hear it and you're like, that sounds like a dude from Detroit. Okay, well, uh, I, I <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Terry Brunk. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> That's not even Brunk. Italian. That's is that a fake name? It's Brunk. Go to his early life. See if he changed his name. No, no, it's it's Terry Brunk. Brunk was trained by his uncle, Ed the Sheik Farhat. It was initially trained to be a technical wrestler. Uh, yeah, he grew. He's from um, New York, Staten Island, New York. but he kind of started off wrestling near uh, Detroit. He, I could see him being from Staten Island. He rarely billed under his real name to avoid confusion with the similarly named Terry Funk. Huh. Well, now that I have that knowledge, I want to talk about how I also saw Terry Funk, or not Terry Funk, Jesus Christ, saw Sabu botch that uh, jumping off the chair thing. I watched ECW One One Night Stand, and he jumped off, did a DDT on the Rey Mysterio, tore Rey Mysterio's whole shoulder off, and gave himself a concussion. Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Number three. All right, uh... Aaron, who is that wall-looking gentleman? Is 
is that's is that the wall malice? <laughs> malice malice the wall wall the malice aaron who is wall the wall or I, so this guy real tall dude <laughs> he wrestled in wcw a little bit i think his name was like sergeant a wall for a little bit like that's such a terrible late era wcw name oh god he was the men in action or whatever it was something like that yeah it was terrible oh yeah the because they had booker t with army fatigue on they called him like the brother man or something like that <laughs> undercover yeah. brother something stupid like oh my god Terrible time for WCW. Anyway, we uh, first off, we had the lights go out. And then two seconds later, we see nothing. We just see Ken Shamrock on top of the ladder trying to get the, the title belt down. Yeah, being very slow. Very, very, very slow. Uh, Mike would give that part of probably a minus one. But that I hate that shit, man. You got these professional athletes doing all this crazy shit, and they can't climb a fucking ladder or get unhooked. Like I, I hate that stuff. Yeah. They become incompetent once they get close to the title belt. Doesn't make any sense to me either. But lights go out. We see nothing. We see Ken Shamrock <laughs> trying to get the title down. And then we see Malice come in like two seconds later after the lights <laughs> come back on. And then I think they go back off at one point and then come back on. Uh, yeah. And he gets the belt. <laughs> and then, and you know what? It, that leads me to the last one. Number four. Uh, Malice uh, comes down and he hits Ken Shamrock and knocks him off the ladder. And he wins the match, Aaron. But- so the logic behind this uh, is is flawed. There is none. Zero. So if, if that's the case, why doesn't the whole company, like every single person in that company, try to come down there and get that that belt? Exactly. Is, is, is So is there an unwritten rule about ladder matches that anyone can come down? Because this reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Like, why? just keep doing it. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, like it's it's bad booking. I would just come down the last minute and just steal the belt like Malice did. And you become the third NWA champion for TNA? TNA, I don't know. It's bullshit. It was terrible, man. Like, there was some good matches. Like, then there was this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that this was a ladder match slash submission match. So, for the first seven minutes, I mean, Ken Shamrock is just stretching Sabu. Right. Yeah, just doing nothing but leg locks and arm bars. Armbar. That's it. And that's, that's pretty much about it. Um, but, boys, I want to go ahead and get into my honorable mentions real quick. Ken Shamrock's cookie duster. Yes. As like to call it. Yes. A.K.A. his uh, soul patch and sideburns. Immaculate. Yeah, Flawless. he looked like he, uh, like, peak 2002. He looks like he was, like, on real world, like a real world of the, <laughs> that, that period. You know, like, he looks like he's... I don't know. He looks like a trashy dude. I hate him. <laughs> I oh. hate the. I hate the look. I don't know if Ed Hardy was in. He looks like he wore Ed Hardy and was Ed Hardy. That was right before yeah, the Ed Hardy. I think that's where it all started. Like right, it was like 2002. This is peak. Was. Like he probably wore a trucker hat too. Like I, I have no problems with trucker hats. Von Dutch. Yeah, Von Dutch hat. Yeah. Von Dutch hat. Yeah, this is peak, uh, what, like Jersey Shore era? That's what I think of. No, 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 no. This is before Jersey Wait, Shore. Jersey Shore was like 2009. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. I'm getting all my – that was a that was a weird time for Cookie. That was – I don't know. I'm getting it all mixed you up. You think it was a weird time for Cookie? It was a weird time for Aaron. <laughs> See? Anyway. I had to learn uh, everything. Like, this, this is I, me learning to shave and, <laughs> like – Oh, like l- learning <clears throat> how to kiss uh, a woman and stuff like that. Oh my god, man! Two thousand two, man. It was first kiss. 
I think I was also highly religious at this point. Oh, I, th- I definitely went to church a lot more in 2002. Though. Yeah, me too. This Anytime was head later, of the youth group, Aaron. Head of the youth group. Aaron, did you have the locks like AJ Styles? I did. Yeah. ECW. I said, hello, fellow kids. Let's talk <laughs> about Jesus. Oh, Oh God! I can't wait to the guitar. It's the note. <laughs> this one's called. <laughs> this one's called. Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> Can that be my intro for this week? Our God. Our God. He is. <laughs> he is a reverend now. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh man! All right, I'll finish up my segment. So at this point in the match, uh, this match has a uh, two cookies. At this point, but Aaron, I slowed down. I watched my video back, and I saw one sign that gave this match a one and a half cookie boost. And it said, Lindsay O'Bannon gives fellatio for crack. Whoa. <laughs> that was the only sign I saw and I LOL'd. So you know what? This match gets three and a half cookies. Man. <laughs> shout out to Sabu. Oh, I thought you were gonna say shout out to Lindsay. Oh, and Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about Lindsay too. Wonder how she's doing these days. I still think about <laughs> Lindsay O'Bannon every once in a while. I wonder does she know that she's a part of uh, TNA history? I gotta see if Lindsay O'Bannon. I don't think she was a wrestler. Like she had to have been just like a. Yeah, she's not coming up in any wrestling. She the was a a a civilian. <laughs> she was just a random person. Lindsay <laughs> O'Bannon was a civilian. Given crack, given fellatio for crack. Mm. Two thousand and two. You gotta love it. How many cookies did you say? To- or uh, cookie? Three and a half. Three, three and a half. Three and a half. This the look, the sign, good. man, the sign made me LOL. And then the cookie. Three and there. a half. I would have given that two there. and a half. I don't know. It was, it was, it was actually kind of fun. Now that I, like watching it with you guys, it was kind of fun. All if right. By myself, it'd probably be two cookies. But All right, for the resident historian of Sabu, <laughs> actually, more of a, a historian of other people in this matchup, namely uh, two clowns, uh, literally. Uh, so this this matchup is is my favorite matchup of the evening. Uh, we have got Sabu. Yes. We've got CM Punk. Yes. We've got Tracy Smothers. That we do. Th- those are three of the greatest. You know, may- maybe not Sabu. I'd, I'd buy tickets to that show. I would have been front row just to see Tracy Smothers and CM Punk talk. I, I wish that Tracy would have talked more in this. You know, seeing Tracy have a, have a, a promo off yeah. with, with CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Would have been a, a, a very fun... Well, <laughs> Very fun. But then also you've got two other guys. Who are these other guys? Violent J. Uh-huh. Shaggy too dope. That's right. So so ICP, and I, I honestly I still I've watched your match multiple times and still don't know how they they uh they factor into this. Um they don't they kind of blend into the crowd. <laughs> but like who are they out there with? All right, so let me let me set the stage. Uh this is a three-way dance, uh fatal three-way, <laughs> whatever, three on three. Yeah. First pinfall whatever um so of course uh icb comes out with sabu he's from detroit he usually wears a hatchet man on his on his uh pants and you know these guys just like to party and get and get ripped you know they're partying all the time but uh, but I'm they're sure getting they ripped is like they're drinking fago and doing uh doing what is it huffing uh glue, <laughs> <Not> glue. <laughs> what is it whippets, whippets? They're, probably, no, they're whippets. probably like taking bong grips and 
ripping uh, Percocets. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what Sapu was into at the moment. <laughs> oh, definitely. Percocet. Anyway, but they, you know, there is escorts. They kind of hang out. Uh, Punk comes out to his hardcore music. It's probably some straight edge band. That, yeah, which I which I like, but I always feel guilty when I listen to straight edge music. You're not a straight edge. I, I like it. Uh, I like some of the riffs, but yeah. I You're not bad. a straight I feel edge. bad. But he comes out. He's got his exes. And, uh, you know, the crowd hates him. He gets into grandma's face. And his grandma always almost kicks his ass. Uh, he, he grabs a mic, goes on his promo, of course, as he does, you know. And he says, pretty much says he's better than everybody because he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He gets high on life. That is such a good heel. Like it really thing. is, especially for the crowd. This is in Iowa, uh, Indiana. 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 This is in Indiana. So um, half uh, half the room is standing room only. And then you got some fans that probably actually paid for seats, and the uh, other half is sitting room only because they're in wheelchairs because yeah. of diabetes. <laughs> lots of lots of big people. Lots of big people in this crowd. Lots of IPC, ICP shirts, <laughs> yes, lots yes. of uh, jerseys, great Malenko, Malenko's, everything. So ICP kind of just blends into the crowd, kind yeah. of like, hey, who are these two painted up jugglers? Oh, let's yeah. find James Shaggy too dope. Uh, yeah, interesting crowd. We do have one girl that's in a bikini, just a bikini, just a bikini, a white bikini. Yeah, just in mixed in the crowd. Don't know why. Uh, just there for the good times, I guess. Uh, so we get started. They're tired of CM Punk talking shit. So Sabu and Tracy team up together and they go into CM Punk immediately. Uh, we get some pretty funny uh, tag team. They actually, the way they cut it, uh, cut his promo short, they both do the uh, Sabu point to the North <laughs> Star at the same time. And then they both chop him and it's brilliant. I love it. I love Tracy. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. I have to mention Tracy's entrance music. Was uh, uh, if the South had won <laughs> by Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, so you get this hardcore music from uh, CM Punk. He comes out, and then the tune drops for uh, if the South had won. If the South <laughs> would have won. If the would've South would have won. won. <laughs> and of course, Tracy does his dance. You know, Tracy's a, a wonderful dancer. <laughs> he's, a, he's a classic <laughs> entertainer. Uh, but, you know, loves, uh, loves him some country music. Anyway, so, can, I, can I read the lyrics of the South? What a one. <clears throat> Let me get a sip of uh, water real quick <laughs> so I can I can, you know, <clears throat> if the South would have won, we would have had made it. It probably I'd probably run for president of the southern states. The day Elvis passed away would be our national <laughs> holiday. If the South would have won, we could have made it. I'd make my Supreme Court down in Texas, and we wouldn't have no killers getting off free. <laughs> if they were proven guilty, then they would swing quickly. He was... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Instead of writing books and smiling on TV, we all learned Cajun cooking in Louisiana. And I'd put the Capitol back in Alabama. <laughs> we'd put Florida on the right track because we'd take Miami back. He doesn't like them, them Hispanics mm. and throw all them pushers in the slammer. The oh, day yeah. young Skinner died, we'd show her Southern pride. If the South would have won, we would have made it play at the little Dixieland boys. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, rendition, <laughs> Mr. Varnum. But yeah, so they go to it, man. Back to the match. They go to it. They're going in on each other. 
Um, at one point, the the teamwork, the camaraderie ceases, and they all just start hammering each other. And we get some high-flying stuff as well. We even see Tracy go off the top ropes with some moves. Of course, Sabu is going off, uh, flying everywhere. That's what he does. Uh, we get some of some brutal um, Arabian face drops. Is that what they're called? Face busters. Face busters. Arabian face busters, where Sabu actually puts a chair on his butt, and he does like a little leg drop onto Tracy. He eats a couple of those, so to see him punk. Oh, man. Chairs flying everywhere. At one point, we get CM Punk hung up in the ropes like he's uh, like he's crucified. Great visual. Uh, and like I said, it, it was weird to see Tracy flying around as well. He even does like, a half, like 619 almost and like teases it and then jumps out of the ring. Great shape, uh, Tracy. Yeah, all these guys are in great shape. And CM Punk, Punk looks young, just so young early in his career. You made the comment. You forget how long he's actually been wrestling. Yeah, man. In the game. And we, we were talking about that like before we're, we we started recording, it's like, this is like 2001. Yeah. Peak, and peak ICP as well. Like 2001, you got to think like CM Punk has, you know, he took seven years off, but like he has been wrestling for a long time. Very long time. Uh, so we progress. We get some tables. Of course, Sabu is in the ring. There's going to be tables involved. Uh, there is a great little uh, interaction where Tracy gets pissed and he's like, I ain't going through a table. And he takes it and he kind of just like <laughs> it's set up on the corner turnbuckle and he just kind of like, fuck this table. We get this out of here. Uh, we wrap up the match with CM Punk ending up on the table. Uh, Tracy's kind of been taken out of it at the moment, but Sabu has got CM Punk on the table. He calls for the clowns. He's like, hey, my friends, you're here. Help me out here. And they go, Violet J. Actually, Sabu gets up on the top rope like he's going to do it. And he's like, wait, no, 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 my friend. <laughs> and so Shaggy Tudop gets up there and uh, he goes, nope, no, no, no. Violet J, you do it. So he gets up there and uh, I executes a beautiful Sabu-esque leg drop, <clears throat> uh, breaks the table, goes right through cleanly, pins uh, CM Punk, and there we go. That's the match. Uh, and then Tracy does get on the mic for a little bit and cuts a promo. But it's like a, a happy, like, yeah, not it is fun. Happy. And I'm thinking when he grabs the mic, like, oh, shit, what, what's about to happen? Because I love a good Tracy Smothers promo. <laughs> There's nothing like it because he just kind of cusses up the crowd. For See, like, so, like, <laughs> we love George South promos. Yeah. One. And we love Tracy Smothers. They're they're on the same spectrum. One Tracy's a little more X-rated. Yeah, one will cuss at you. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one will not. <laughs> no, but uh, he goes, "Hey guys, I, I appreciate every, the opportunity for being here. Everyone's a superstar athlete, uh, deserves to be here." And uh, shakes Sabu's hand, and they probably go back to the locker room to party. Oh, they definitely party. Oh yeah, you know they, they did. Uh, so that's that. That's it for your, your matchup. Can you hit me with a haiku? You with a haiku as the thunder rolls in the back. As the thunder rolls, and the lightning strikes. Another love goes cold. I'm a sleepless night. Go ahead, Tolbert. Roll that. <laughs> All right. See him. Punk's no fun. Shaggy <laughs> and two dope get high. Punk gets the table. Oh. Uh, mm. uh, so so here was my dilemma, right? <clears throat> for next week, for not next week. Who are we kidding? Next week. Uh, the next time we record, probably in three weeks from next now. Next week is Father's Day. So next week is yeah, Father's Day. In Vegas next week. He's going to be in Vegas. The week after that, we've got the sevens tournament, which you know was always a, a nightmare of us trying to coordinate a episode anything, that day. Anything in life, really. So the week after that, we will we will have a, a new episode. Um, and I'm, I'm I was thinking about this. 
you know, really, we do these episodes because I want to see the art that Travis does for, for these things. And I'm like, one, we could do here. Here's my thought process. We could do a Mankind episode. We've already done a lot of Mick Foley. I don't want to do a Mankind episode, right? Two, we could do a CM Punk episode. We've already done a CM Punk episode. We like CM Punk, but I don't want to do another CM Punk. We could do a Tracy episode. We've already done a Tracy episode. I don't want to do another Tracy episode right now. We could do a Ken Shamrock episode. I think this would be fun because Travis had a Ken Shamrock sign at a WW. His brother had a Ken Shamrock sign that that Travis made back in WWF days. What do you got? Is that a? Do you have one of those too? Yeah, I have one of these. Yeah. Had you? You've got a CM Punk thing. Doesn't Mike have one too? Oh no, does my guy? Uh, Elliot had one. I'm not sure if he still has it. Gotcha. But uh, you know, guys, I'm going to swerve you. We're going to do an ICP episode the next time <laughs> we record Two Dollar Steak, a oh, pro yeah. wrestling podcast. Someone getting an oddities, Matt? <laughs> it's just inhaled too much air. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are going to be the uh, next time because I cannot wait. To see beautiful ICP artwork by Travis. Uh, you know, it's going to be like a beautiful black and white aesthetic to it. Maybe some neon splashes with some Malenkos and shit in it. It's going to be oh, the best cool. artwork. We we could put this on a t-shirt. I'll bring the Fago. We will have a Fago. We're going to spray paint our faces and get shit done. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs>